Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I have Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals fall to 6-5, and 4-2 loss to the Phillies today. Before we get into that, Doghouse, so I have a special message here for a moment to Greg on Facebook, who was upset that he clicked on our lineup post today and got some backstory from last night's game and not just the lineup and unfollowed us. Please, Greg, come back. We miss you. But, Doghouse, let's go back to today's game. Start where it ended. Joe Blanton comes on <laughs> after Chris Heisey homers to tie it up at two. Joe Blanton comes on in the eighth inning. Did not go well for Mr. Blanton. Uh, he hits first battery faces. Freddie Galvis on the foot strikes out Brock Stassi, but Cesar Hernandez comes in next. Hits a two-run bomb at the right field Nationals Park. Four to two Phillies at that point. That's how it ended. Uh, home runs in three straight appearances for uh, poor Joe Blanton there. The Nationals' bullpen, 12 home runs allowed total by the Nats pitchers, 10 of them by the bullpen so far. Uh, what do you see from Blanton? Dusty Baker said he didn't get a chance to see the pitch yet, but he assumed it would caught the heart of the plate. Uh, he said there's no real explanation for what's going on. It's almost everybody in the bullpen giving up home runs, and a lot of them have been to these Phillies. Uh, we've played quite a few games. We just have to figure out how to make quality pitches, but Blanton gets tagged with a blast here that puts the Phillies up for good. Yeah, I'd like to remind everyone what a brilliant signing I thought this was. Uh, I don't know what what the deal is here with the, with the long ball and the bullpen. I just hope as the weather gets warmer, you know, they'll be able to keep the ball in the park a little bit better. That's how that works, right? Um, I was at the at the ball game today, so I didn't I didn't see where he missed. I just have to assume that he did miss, and uh, keep my fingers crossed and point to Blanton's recent success since his conversion to uh, to relief work and. Really, I, I I hope that this is just one of those things. You know, the the number of home runs you give up over the course of a season is uh, is a function of pitcher skill. When they happen to be distributed throughout the season, that's a matter of luck. Sometimes you're going to get them all clumped up in in one time or another. You know, going forward, you have to expect that the the rate the the bullpen gives up home runs is going to be more in line with something more reflective of their actual skill which I still believe is not being shown by the, uh, the number of dingers they've given up so far. I, I think that's, uh, that's some, some bad luck, some missed execution, uh, something that should be corrected going forward, uh, I hope, because the, to, to date the bullpen performance has not been what I expected. You know, we saw something good last night. We saw not so good tonight, except for Matt Albers, of course, who was brilliant and should be relieving in every possible appearance. Matt Albers appreciates the society grows by bounds every day. Uh, Dusty Baker expressed similar sentences about the bullpen, said we have to go back to the drawing board and stay positive, stay confident, keep Joe and the rest of the bullpen positive because we're going to need them, and these guys have quality backgrounds, but everybody's confidence wavers from time to time, so just keep confident in them and hope they keep confident. They're veterans, so I'm sure they know that this stuff happens, but as we learned in Paul Thomas Anderson's Magnolia, these things happening all the time tend to build up for a while and soon they'll be raining crops <laughs> down on us all. <laughs> the bullpen has been shaky. The rotation, ever. <laughs> the rotation has been solid. Uh, Tanner Roark, 3-0, 0.79 ERA, three earned runs and 34 innings pitch versus the Phillies last season and five starts. Uh, seven innings and four of those five. He got to seven again today. He's coming off back-to-back wins over the Marlins and Cardinals. Insert comment about pitcher wins here. 
seven runs, five earned. Oh, pitcher so far this season. <laughs> Plus three scoreless today. Then back-to-back bunt singles, RBI double, RBI ground out, two-to-one Phillies at that point. I totally gave up, though. Uh, four hits, two runs, 101 innings pitched, 11 ground balls out. Dusty Baker said afterwards that this was Tanner being back to Tanner. Uh, he was better than the last few starts. He had better command of his sinker, his inside fastball, and his slider. He was battling in his first two starts, but he was more in command and as Tanner can be today. So hopefully he'll keep getting better and get back. Uh, just typical Tanner Roark here, what we saw from him. I didn't think he was all that bad in the first two starts, honestly, though he wasn't as sharp as uh, we've come to see him over the last few years. But he was good out there on the mound today and did enough for the Nationals, not to mention collecting two hits on his own. Yeah. Well, Roark seemed to be the only one who could figure out the, for some reason, unhittable Jeremy Hellickson, but I think that's a rant for later in the show. This was, uh, this was what we expect from Roark. You know, he's got three or four pitches that he was, he was commanding well. He was throwing them for strikes. He was getting some swing and miss. Only three strikeouts on the evening, but, or on the afternoon, but Roark is not a high strikeout guy. He manages contact. For the most part, keeps the hitters off balance. And I think that's why in the, in the fourth there, you saw two consecutive bunt attempts uh, because it was a little easier to make con- contact there with some speedy guys, try and catch the defense by surprise a little bit. And I'm, although I didn't see a replay of it, I'm a little surprised Roark didn't get an error on the second single, and I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. I guess because yeah. he, he tried to barehanded, hoping to get a double play, so that's I, I suppose why they gave him the error on that. But that was that was a playable uh, a playable hit. Um, but even so, two two runs on seven innings, the Nats should be able to hit their way out of that. Uh, at least the Sunday B lineup, even for a Sunday Sunday lineup, uh, should well maybe that one couldn't hit their way out of it as they clearly couldn't. But any any anything approaching a normal Nats lineup should be able to overcome that. So uh, I, we can't really put any blame for on on Roark here today. You stole my Sunday lineup off the tip of my tongue. I had my joke all set up <laughs> that we got the Sunday lineup on Saturday with Wilmer Defoe leading off, uh, Chris Heisey, who came through with the home run, as we mentioned, uh, Michael A. Taylor in there as well with Jose Lobatone behind the big plate. Uh, Dusty Baker explained before that Weeders, Eaton, and Worth were all out of the lineup. Uh, he wants the righties back in there against the left-handers tomorrow. He wanted to rest them. He says he tries to get everyone about two days a month off so they can – be rested throughout the season and keep strong going through the season. But uh, looking at this lineup, there are a lot of complaints on Twitter and in the comments about this going into it. A lot of people expected there was going to be some trouble and the offense didn't really come up big there. You have to rest your players sometimes. And like I said, Dusty wants uh, Worth and Weeders, the switch hitter back in there against a left-hander tomorrow. So maybe getting all of them out of the lineup at the same time is not the best idea, but you got to get these guys at bat and keep them sharp. And Heisey obviously came through, even though the rest of the lineup struggled. No, the, uh, the in-game management is probably the least important thing that the manager does, no, no matter how much time we spend arguing about it, because it's the easiest thing mm-hmm. to argue about as a fan out of the things that the manager does. And up there in importance, probably right after sort of managing the personalities of the players is sort of the, the long-term resource management aspect of it because the players are a resource and you got to keep them fresh. So that means knowing when to ride the hot streak, knowing when to give days guys off. And it's, it's hard for us to second guess based on the results of, of one game, but let's do that right now because we're looking at a batting order with basically three hitters in it, maybe three and a half if you, if you say Rendon is warming up. 
Default out. Taylor out. Um, Lobaton mm, third of an out. Well, maybe two thirds. This this is not a strong lineup. And the the heart of our lineup here, as we have it, Harper, Murphy, Zimmerman combined to go over twelve. So when the only batters you have in your lineup combine to over, you know you you might as well just be leading off Michael A. Taylor there. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this was not a particularly fearsome lineup. Of course, Jeremy Hellickson, not a particularly fearsome pitcher. Uh, if you look at his uh, stats over the last few seasons, he is basically the definition of a league average starting pitcher. Uh, but this, honestly, is a slightly below league average batting lineup putting out there uh, with the results of, oops. <laughs> I don't want to dwell on Hellickson too long, but seven innings, four hits, two runs, two earned, one walk, two Ks, uh, five scoreless against the Nationals in Citizens Bank Park before he had cramping in his uh, hand last weekend. Two scoreless to start, but a one-out walk to Lobatone, single by Roark, two-out single by Rendon, who seems to be heating up finally, which is a good sign. Uh, just that one earned run allowed until Heisey hit the home run. Uh, the seventh that ended up in left field seats, but uh, Nationals can't figure him out again. He gets another win, two and zero on the season, one five nine ERA. So maybe he's a little above his head. Dusty Baker had a good quote. Uh, let me just find that real quickly before we move on to my next point. He said that Hellickson threw a heck of a game, but it's guys like Hellickson and Leak and those guys that change speeds that are the toughest hit early in the season because your eyes still haven't adjusted to the change up of speeds. Uh, you see it every year. These guys are the toughest to hit. They don't necessarily strike you out, but they get you out. So as the season goes on, we'll get more and more adjusted as these guys get more at-bats and we'll be better and better. And I think we've seen that play out over the last few seasons too. The, some of these guys that can command and throw strikes are going to be trouble uh, for the Nationals and other teams around the league early because they can change up speeds and you're not looking for them, you know. After seeing all fastballs basically in spring training where Michael A. Taylor excels, and we'll get back to Taylor in a minute, these guys can be trouble for you early in the season. No, that's, that, that's certainly true. And looking at uh, you know, the, the results our power hitters got, uh, Harper and Murphy, and I think Zim had one or two of these two nice soaring fly balls that died just short of the warning track. They didn't quite catch it on the sweet spot of the bat. They're not quite ready for that, that last little bit of movement, making the adjustment to it. So uh, diving on these strikes, but the, the, the pitches are just a little too soft to use the energy of the pitch, and they didn't square them up quite right to use their own strength to get them over the wall. I mean, it, it, it had me yelling, bro, do you even lift in frustration at, uh, at these guys every time it was another little something dropped on the warning track. Damn, you bro them. I know. They earned it, though. I don't throw that around like that. Uh, Mike, Michael A. Taylor, 0 for 3. Uh, Dusty Baker got kind of reels with uh, comments about him before the game. They asked if he had any message for uh, Taylor going into this. And he got the start. Uh, had another outstanding spring training, but unable to translate it into regular season success. Dusty Baker's response was, I'm kind of out of messages. It gets to the point where it's on you, and if you get one at bat, make a count. If you get two, make a count. If you get four, make a count. You've got to take a job now. There aren't any jobs open at this point. At some point in time, somebody gets hurt, and you got a great opportunity. Uh, we saw that early last season where Michael A. Taylor dominated in spring training and came out with uh, Ben Revere out of the lineup, had a big month there basically to play center and couldn't get it done. Of course, Revere didn't get it done when he came back, which is why Turner ended up there, but Michael A. Taylor, once the uh, center fielder of the future for this team, has definitely fallen in his stock since he got up to the majors. And 
Dusty Baker letting him know through the press if he hasn't told him that himself. That it's up to Taylor at this point to earn his way back into the lineup. You, you can only work on Thomas for so long if, if you can't come to and fulfill it. Uh, at this point, I think Michael A. Taylor isn't even the fifth outfielder of the future for uh, for the Nets. Um, you know, okay, he doesn't have the greatest strike zone discipline. Okay, he can't hit an off-speed pitch. Okay, he makes an out, it seems like, almost every time he gets on base. Um, he's a okay fielder. Uh don't don't give up the lease on your apartment in Syracuse, man. Make make sure you got some of the crash with up there because you know if you can't put together some OBP here, uh, there's, there's really no reason and no room on this lineup once people are healthy. The other end of that spectrum, uh, Wilmer Dyfo, 0 for 4 at the plate. I'm just pulling up his numbers on the season. He's got a 200 average, but uh, hasn't done much offensively. But I, I really liked what we saw from him defensively at short. Uh, he's getting a chance to play here with Drew and Turner still out of the lineup with their respective hamstring injuries. Uh, plate might not be there. His bat might not be there yet. But I was really impressed uh, with what he did at short today. One throw from deep in the hole at short. Made a really strong throw across the entire diamond. Uh, Showed some range, getting behind second to make a few plays, and uh, he's continued to impress. If, if they have to make a decision on the bench now, I'm, I'm kind of hoping they keep uh, Wilmer Dyfo around. He can play multiple positions. They even tried him in the outfield this spring to get him some time out there if they need him. But uh, if you're looking for someone on the bench that's kind of super utility guy. He kind of fits that role right now. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with that. I think. Uh... I'm trying to remember what inning it was. It might have even been uh, the second here. I'm looking at the game log where that that play that you were talking about where it was uh, a a grounder deep in the hole, sort of in that 5.5 spot. He's back on the edge of the grass, almost a third, whipping it across the diamond to get the runner by a step. They showed it on the replay uh, uh, from a few different angles, and it wasn't particularly close. And I think it was the very next play he was shifted back towards the middle goes up to behind the bag to get uh, another ball to make the make the 6-3. He is showing some some very uh, uh, impressive defensive skills so far this season. And e- even given the lack of contact and the swing that is kind of looking a little a little too long and a little too homery, uh, I, I think so far we've we've seen the flashes of defensive effectiveness that certainly should keep him on the roster. As a, as a utility guy and as a defensive replacement. Nationals have some decisions to make in the coming weeks as Trey Turner comes back. Uh, all signs are positive from him. We saw him out on the field hitting again today before the game. So they said he was running when uh, his hamstring could take it. So all signs are pointing towards him being back uh, shortly. It's not immediately when his DL spin is over. But Nationals drop a 4-2 decision today, 6-5 and five on the year. 135 start tomorrow. Jared Eikhoff versus Gio Gonzalez in the series finale. Nats look to take the series after splitting the first two. Nats might be sponsored by federalbaseball.com. We had a nice early end of the day today and a nice night off. So enjoy that, Doug. We'll talk to you after tomorrow's games. Go Nats.